Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. President Biden's support for the Taliban is endangering Christians and women in Afghanistan. Dr. Anthony Harper gets a question answered at the White House by the National Security Advisor. We interviewed Joel Rosenberg on end times prophecy being fulfilled. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. The Biden administration's open promotion of Islamic radicals in the Taliban are now endangering Christians and women in Afghanistan. Flag and Cross reports that the Biden collapse in Afghanistan has now put thousands of women, Christian, and democracy activists in danger. The Taliban has already drawn up a kill list of human rights activists to eliminate once the glare of the media spotlight cools down. After Biden's precipitous pull out of Afghanistan and complete collapse of the Afghani government, the radical Islamist Taliban is headed toward total victory over the people of the country. Up to 15,000 Americans remain in country and are in danger as of this taping. And once in power, the Taliban will use their might and American weapons that they've seized from us to murder some of their opposition, including thousands of human rights activists after the transfer is complete. The Daily Mirror reports that harrowing uh, effects of Afghanistan with the government collapse have already paved the way for the Taliban to seize power nearly 20 years after being driven out by the West. There are claims of summary killings by Taliban fighters who are going toward to door looking for Christians. They search your phone apps. If they see a Bible app, they, they not only delete the phone, but they kill the Christian. Ex-police, ex-soldiers, anyone who worked for the Americans as a translator are now being perhaps hung and brutalized in the, in the streets. Women and gay people are in danger. Uh, there have been sickening reports of women being shot dead, girls as young as 12 years old being dragged from their homes so they can become a child bride. Reports of thousands gather to witness an execution in a Kandahar sports stadium while a woman was being sentenced to being stoned to death in Samangan. And that's the news, or thanks to Flag and Cross for that report. This is a bungling by the Obama administration, in my opinion. Uh, they should have gotten our friends and certainly the Americans out before surrendering the control of the military to the Taliban. Let's pray about this, would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for the peace of the Afghani nation that the democracy activists, the Christians, the women will be protected and somehow peace will be restored in Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. We have Dr. Anthony Harper from the White House. If you've watched our program, you know that we stand with Israel as God's chosen people. We need you to sign a petition today. Why? Because did you know that even as Iran is now developing 800 mile range cruise missiles, could be nuclear tip very soon, that our U.S. Congress has now three brand new freshman congresswomen, we call them the three anti-Semitic musketeers, 
Ocasio-Cortez, and two Muslims, Tlaib and Omar. And they are influencing Nancy Pelosi to have the most anti-Semitic Congress in years. We need to stand with our friends in Israel, and that's why we're asking you to sign a petition. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Don't divide Jerusalem. Stand with Israel and stand up to the United Nations. We will fax it to the Congress, but you need to sign today. Take a stand. Visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign our petition today. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't want to participate in gay weddings, and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. We're joined now by Dr. Anthony Harper, our White House press correspondent, and he is live at the White House. Anthony, welcome to the program. How are you today? I'm thankful. It's great to join you, Dr. Chaps. Well, I'm excited because you finally got some traction in all of your efforts at the White House being ignored by Jen Psaki, and you were allowed to ask a question to the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. First, before we show that clip, I want you to give us an update on the Afghanistan evacuation. Well, we've heard from the White House that uh, all is going fairly well as far as people getting to the airport to be evacuated, but I've read uh, several news reports that would uh, contradict that issue. You know, the big question for me that I would uh, also would want to get answered to is, what is the real status about all American citizens getting easy access to the airport? Uh, what, what is the Taliban doing to uh, prevent people from getting to the airport? And I suspect the Taliban is not cooperating in getting all of our American citizens to the airport. So even the United States officials in Afghanistan are contradicting Biden. Biden has been making a false assertion that no Americans are in danger there. But uh, the latest numbers we heard were perhaps 15,000 Americans are still in country trying to get out. And they've had to lock down the airport uh, from in incoming and outgoing flights. Although they are commandeering like United Airlines and, and commercial airlines to go over there to, do, to help with the evacuation, nobody can get in and out of the Kabul airport at this as of this taping. What do you know? Oh, they're very disturbing. So uh, all we hear here is I would say the propaganda here from the White House from time to time about the uh, so-called so transparency and that People are getting to the airport and exaggerated numbers. So uh, I, I don't believe what is being told you here at the White House with regard for our American citizens getting to the airport. They are prevented by the Taliban. The Chinese are greatly uh, involved with this, this whole issue. The Chinese military has been in Afghanistan for a while. 
And so I, I really kind of uh, put the blame on China uh, as well as the Taliban, and I hope the Taliban will back down and let our American citizens uh, free here as well as other people that have helped us. And we think of, Gordon, also uh, the, the, the women and children that have been abused by the Taliban. We're also hearing reports of Americans being beaten in the streets with rubber belts on their way to the airport. They're being prevented. Uh, there is theft of American passports, and I don't know how the Americans identify themselves if they get close to the airport, because their passport has been seized. And of course, interpreters and Afghani nationals are being slaughtered and hung in the streets. Uh, I want you to set up this question now. We're gonna roll the question that you asked to Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. Well, uh, first of all, this is a miracle of God getting called on after an eight-month wait for me, getting called on the press meetings and the press secretary avoiding me, refusing to call upon me. But this is a miraculous thing. Thank God that I didn't get called on. But my, my question to, the, to uh, Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor, uh, was uh, surrounding the issue about Afghanistan. And so I asked about what is President Biden's response to the people of Afghanistan that are abandoned to Taliban terrorists uh, who feel abandoned by the United States and, and what is the present response to uh, people in Taiwan who also will feel abandoned by the aggression of China and to Israel. What's the message to Israel and other countries that might feel the U.S. will abandon them to terrorists? Let's go ahead and roll that. Yeah, what, what is uh, President Biden's response to the people of Afghanistan who are now in the hands of the Taliban terrorists and feel abandoned by the United States, or to those in Taiwan and elsewhere that are fearful that the U.S. will abandon them to the aggression of China? And follow-up to that is what is President Biden's response to people in Israel and other countries who might also believe that the U.S. will abandon them to terrorists? So to the first question, President Biden and all of us, as I said in my opening comments, are heartbroken by the human consequences that have unfolded and could continue to unfold in Afghanistan. We believe passionately in human rights and human dignity, and we want to work with the international community to advance that wherever we can. But President Biden was not prepared to have American men and women continue to fight and die in the civil war of another country in order to achieve that. We will use every other tool at our disposal to achieve that, and we will do so day after day, month after month, in the period of ahead uh, on behalf of the people of Afghanistan. To your question about allies, we gave 20 years of American blood, treasure, sweat, and tears in Afghanistan. We gave them every capacity in terms of training and equipment to stand up and fight for themselves, and at some point, it was the time for the United States to say that the Afghan people had to stand up for themselves. We believe that our commitments to our allies and partners are sacrosanct and always have been. We believe our commitment to uh, Taiwan and to Israel remains as strong as it's ever been. Keep in mind that with respect to Afghanistan, we said back in 2011 that we would be out in 2014. We stayed another seven years far and above and beyond the commitment that we made more than a decade ago. And the last thing that I would say is that President Biden is laser focused on accomplishing the core national security objectives of the United States. And when it comes to Afghanistan, that was getting bin Laden and degrading Al Qaeda. 
We accomplished that and he believes it was time for our troops to come home. So there it was, Dr. Anthony Harper getting called on at the White House James R. Brady press room by the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. Anthony, thank you for this. How can people support your travels and uh, donate to imcnews.org? Well, uh, thank you, Dr. Chaps. It's very crucial uh, for this support that I receive here because I think I'm the only journalist uh, that is asking these challenging questions that involve spiritual issues. And I reference scriptures as well here that relate to today's issues. So people can go online at our Intermountain Christian News website, imcnews.org, to click on the donate button and make those tax-deductible donations to keep a voice of truth here at the White House. Like I said, I really feel like I'm the only Christian journalist here, any journalist, that is referencing these scriptures, reporting truth that is so essential in these uh, desperate times that we're in. And of course, our YouTube channel, people subscribe to our YouTube channel and where you'll see the latest videos. All right, Dr. Anthony Harper, imcnews.org. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Joel Rosenberg talks about end times prophecy. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hello everyone, I'm Mike Lindell, and I wanna tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chaps' ministry here in his program, and you can do that by using, going to mypillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're gonna save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo a lot of that money is gonna go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming, and it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough, to get people to Jesus is so important, and to have ministries like this is, is the, it's just absolutely amazing. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm gonna pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Joel Rosenberg is a New York Times bestselling author, has written over 20 books, over 5 million sold copies in print. This is his newest book, Enemies and Allies. This is a nonfiction book about peace in the Middle East. You, Joel, welcome to the program. You've interviewed actually world leaders from each of the countries in the Middle East who may or may not have a bone to pick with Israel. <laughs> Many of them have historically had some bones to pick, <laughs> and that's why we war in the Middle East is the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, but something is changing. And this, I wrote the book Enemies and Allies because 20 years after the 9-11 attacks that were so horrific, what, where are we now? Who are our enemies? in the Middle East. It's not Al-Qaeda really anymore. I mean, they're out there, but they're, they're pretty much defanged. Uh, ISIS, the caliphate's gone, right? The, the, the territory's been liberated. It's not that they're not a threat at all. The major threat 
Our major enemy, of course, is Iran, which is dangerously close to building nuclear weapons. And Iran, of course, is building alliances with other enemy uh, nuclear powers, Russia, China, North Korea. And terrorist groups like Hamas, who recently launched up to 4,000 missiles into Israel. Right. There are groups and factions that are at war violently against the Jews. That's right. Uh, and, and so you have Iran, and then you have Iran's proxy forces. And that's why you have the, the, the H's, the Hezbollah, Hamas, the Houthis in Yemen. So I write about these because, because we're trying to understand who are the enemies today compared to 20 years ago. But what's fascinating is even though the enemies are getting much more dangerous than ever before, something exciting is happening. Uh, in the Arab world, the Arab world is looking at the Iran threat and they're realizing how dangerous it is and they're realizing if we have to go to war with Iran, which we don't want to do, but if we had to, could we trust the Biden administration to come with us and help us? They don't think that they can. Who could we trust? Because Biden is pro-Iran like Obama was. So far, that he is going in the exact wrong direction on that issue. He, I think Biden loves Israel, but I don't think he understands the seriousness. I don't think he understands who he's really up against in the Iranian regime. And I, I write about it in detail in the book. But the Arabs are going through a fundamental reassessment. Who are their enemies and who are their allies? And when they look at their main enemy being Iran, not the people, but the regime, they're realizing that their number one ally that they should have, that they need, is Israel. Because Israel has the, the military power, it has the leadership, it has the mindset that if it has to, it will take out Iran's nuclear facilities the way it, Israel took out Iran's, uh, Iraq's nuclear facilities in 1981 and Syria's nuclear facilities in 2007. Israel's the only country on the planet that has taken out not just one, but two enemy nuclear uh, programs. Now, Iran is much more complex, but, it's, but all of this is causing Arab leaders to rethink, why do we hate Israel? Why have we been so anti-Semitic? Why have we been so anti-Zionist? Because aren't they really our strategic allies? Shouldn't we nice. reach out to them? And in a strange way, <clears throat> I can, that I'm not sure if I can explain, except just the mercy of God, his, his sovereign will, God began to open a series of doors for me to lead evangelical leaders, to, delegations of us, to go in and meet with almost all of the key Arab and Israeli leaders in the region. Well, in the, in the previous administration, right, under President Donald Trump, we had a record number of peace deals between Arab nations, including Bahrain, the UAE, Sudan, signed peace deals with Israel, and Saudi Arabia, who, who historically has been opposed to Iran, right, but their crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, is in the valley of decision when it comes to Israel. You actually interviewed him twice in this book, Enemies and Allies. What did you learn when you met the crown prince? Well, think of it, first of all, how, how unique, so I would almost say crazy it is, that someone like me would be invited by him to meet, okay? So the first thing he told us was that the Saud family has not invited a delegation of Christian leaders into the palace in more than 300 years since the Saud family took over control of the Arabian Peninsula. We were the first in history. So that's part of what this book is about, is I take you inside the palace with me, with our team, as you meet these leaders and you hear the conversation that we have. 
Uh, we talked about almost every controversial topic that we could think of because we didn't have 15 minutes and a photo op. We had hours together. But the other thing that's strange and almost crazy is, okay, I told the Crown Prince, you could have chosen any one of 60 million evangelical Christians in the United States other than me to come meet with you, right? Somebody who isn't Jewish, who isn't an Israeli citizen, who doesn't have two sons who've served in the Israeli army. But that's my Crown, life. That's Crown my story. Prince doesn't have those, but you do have those. That's, that's my life. And, and so he could have chosen anybody to start building a bridge to even juggles. But for some reason, I'm not sure that I can explain, outside, certainly not outside the sovereignty and, and maybe humor of God, yeah. he, God decided it's going to be Joel. And so... And he invited you back a second time. Yeah, the first time, you know, you say, all right, well, maybe, you know, he had it's a bad, you know, falafel that night, some bad <laughs> hummus, you know, I, I, he got thrown from his horse early. I don't know what, but if you invite someone back, it must be because you want to talk uh, more deeply. Wow. In the first conversation, we had two hours, 90, minute of it, 90 minutes of it was on the record. And we, we have the detailed notes. You, they've never been published before. They're in Enemies and Allies. Wow. 30 minutes, however, of that conversation was off the record. Why? Because that was the conversation when I asked him, are you ready to make peace with Israel? He said, I'll talk to you about it and the way I see it, but I, I'm going to ask you not to, to make that public. And we've kept our promise. Wow. Now, the second time we went, um, the full two hours was off the record. And, and we were fine with that. We weren't there to get a photo op. No. Or, and I wasn't thinking of writing a book at this point. No. We were just trying to build these relationships and get to ask questions like, for example, you have 1.4 million uh, foreign workers who are Christians in the, in the Saudi kingdom. And there's not a single church here. Why? Can we work together and start building churches? Important the question. answer to that question is in this book. Wow. But the second meeting, he said, can we just talk completely off the record? And that way we can go much deeper. We've, we already know each other. Yeah. or beginning to. Let's go deeper. And we said, great. And now, you kept those secrets. You've honored his request. You know things that you can't disclose publicly. That's right. And with one exception, and that is there were a series of things that I actually went back to the, the, his inner circle. And I said, listen, I have decided now to write a book. I think that you and all of these Arab leaders and Israeli leaders uh, and President Trump meeting with him in the Oval Office to discuss these things. I think we're at a point now where people, I think you want us to tell the story, but I won't say things that you tell me not to. I, made, I gave you my word. Yeah. But I would like to recommend this section of the transcript um, that you let us put that on the record. And uh, at the last possible moment, right before we uh, sent the, the book to the press, um, we got word that, that, that he had cleared most of what I'd asked for. So again, there's even more material that's, again, never been published. And, and there are multiple books about the, the, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, right, written by the New York Times, written by the Wall Street Journal, written by a former CIA uh, analyst focused on Saudi. They've never met MBS. Yeah. It doesn't mean those books aren't useful. It, it means they didn't have an opportunity to sit eye to eye, face to face. And imagine an evangelical getting to do that. Thank God for your access and your integrity that you'd never betrayed his secrets, but you, you persuaded them gently to release sensitive information that is now published in Enemies and Allies. Just imagine the future, ladies and gentlemen, if Saudi Arabia were to come to the table with Israel 
and those two allies were to stand together that would break down barriers and restore maybe the Abraham Accords. We all worship maybe the one God of Abraham. Uh, Christians and Muslims and Jews at least claim to worship the one God. Joel, would you say a prayer for that kind of peace to materialize? I'd be happy to, and I'll just say one last thing, and that is with every leader we've met with, we ask them, uh, what can we, how can we pray for you? The Bible commands us to pray for kings and all those in authority. What are your prayer requests? And it's amazing that they tell us, and then we ask, could we take a moment and pray for you right now in the name of Jesus? And they all say yes. And so wow. let's do that, especially as we're as, together as Christians. Amen. Father, I want to thank you that you are sovereignly in charge of the world and you're sovereignly in, sovereignly in charge of what's going on in the Middle East. We as Christians have been praying for the peace of Jerusalem for so long. And yes, we see real serious threats like Iran's regime, like Hezbollah and Hamas and, and these others. But we also see you answering our prayers that, uh, that these countries are, are starting to make peace with Israel, and there are others like Saudi Arabia that it's, it seems like they're heading in that direction. So we continue to pray that that would happen. We pray you would neutralize the Iran threat without requiring war. We pray for protection for the followers of Jesus Christ in the region, both Jews, um, Muslim background believers, and those from other backgrounds. We pray that the, the church would be strong and bold and, 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 uh, and a, a bright light uh, in the darkness, uh, in a spiritual dark area. And Lord, I pray for these men and their advisors and inner circles and their families, uh, Arabs and Israeli uh, Jews who don't know you, um, but are beginning to build friendships with people who do. And Lord, you, we know that you love them. And we know that you saved King Nebuchadnezzar. And we know that you, king, you saved King Manasseh, and you've saved people that we wouldn't have thought that you would, but we ask for peace, but we also ask for people's lives to be saved, their souls to be saved, all throughout uh, Israel and the Arab and Muslim world. And we pray these things with gratitude in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been Joel Rosenberg. His website is allisrael.com, or is it .org? .com. AllIsrael.com. Get the book. I'm going to read this. Enemies and Allies, an Unforgettable Journey Inside the Fast-Moving and Intensely Turbulent Modern Middle East. Uh, we're out of time, but let's take a short break, and I'll have a word to conclude the show. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples received the power of God from on high and began speaking in other tongues. But we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30. Call us at 866-Obey-God to get yours today. Or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. 
Here is Dr. Chaps. Our thanks to Joel Rosenberg for that wonderful interview. Listen, we are the tip of the spear in this kind of reporting and we need your contributions to bring you these important interviews and White House press reporting. Please donate when you visit PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.